Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we have a crazy revenge story all about stealing some expensive shoes. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I told everyone in church about my sister's extramarital affair. My sister has always been a holier-than-thou sort of person. She was incredibly judgmental and believed that she was somehow better than everyone. I didn't realize why she was like that until we were adults. My sister and I grew up with our parents in a small town where most people are religious. It wasn't uncommon to see adult teenagers rebel against their parents, leave home, leave that town, and never return. Some others leave the town and return to fully consecrate their lives to God and the church. The ones who stayed got married and had children who then continued with the circle. Growing up around there as a child meant that you probably already knew who you were going to marry. You may not be dating them, you may not even like them, and you may not know that you'll marry them, though some people claim to have been briefed by the Holy Spirit but instructed to do nothing about the information, but you will know them. That was the case with my sister's husband and my sister. My sister knew her husband since they were kids, and when they became teenagers, she knew him as my boyfriend. Yes, my sister's husband and I used to go out, albeit secretly. My parents had strict rules about dating. We were only allowed to date if we were old enough to get married. That means we weren't allowed to go on dates until we were 18. Many people don't believe this when I tell them, but it's true. As children, we dated secretly behind our parents in church, and all the teenagers knew who was dating whom, but we kept it a sacred secret from our parents. Our parents never knew, and on the few occasions when parents found out, they punished their children. When I was 15, I sent a handwritten note to my sister's husband, now ex, and told him that I'd love to kiss him. Yes, it was daring and wild for a church girl, but I've always been a bit wild now that I think about it. I had friends in school who weren't churchgoers and they were already experimenting. When they talked about it, I envied them. I decided that I was going to do one of those. But I also decided that we would not go all the way. A kiss was sufficient to quiet my curiosity. I wanted to kiss someone that I already liked and thought was cute because my friend had told me that it felt different in a good way when you made out with someone that you already have genuine feelings for and that if he was cute, you'd always think fondly about the kiss. I decided on the boy I was going to kiss. He was the son of one of the deacons in the church, a very cool dude. He was also the right amount of religious and not too involved in all the church activities. Most importantly, he was cute. He had the cutest lips ever. When he read my note, he looked up and smiled at me. Okay, he mouthed to me. I spent the rest of that day grinning from ear to ear. I was going to have my first kiss. We finally kissed at church camp some weeks later. It was my first and it was his as well. We soon started sneaking around. One day after our usual romp, he held my hand and asked if I'd be his wife. I burst out laughing. Wife? He said yes. I'd love to be your girlfriend, I told him. We smiled and kissed some more. I was so excited about what had happened that I ran home and tattled to my sister. Wrong move. 
my sister was the wrongest person to talk about a love interest or anything of the sort and I knew that. I was just too excited about what I had done and I wanted to tell someone. Also, it was a weekend and I wouldn't see my friends until the next day. Wow, you have a boyfriend now, she said, smiling. I smiled back, glad that she didn't explode and ran off to tell my parents. Who is he? She asked me. I said, oh, just someone from church. My problem with my sister started when she found out who he was. As I said, my sister's always been a judgmental person. She had a mean spirit and she was constantly bitter and competitive. But I didn't remember her being that jealous of me until I told her who my new boyfriend was. First of all, she made a point to always point out my flaws or tell everyone about the silly things I did at home. She also kept all her tales for when he was around or within earshot. I figured out quite early that she had feelings for him too. It wasn't unusual. He was in the same grade as she was, he was very handsome, and many of the girls in church liked him. I endured her jabs and insults because I knew she liked him. I even sometimes laughed at myself whenever she made cruel jokes because I noticed that people were starting to raise their eyebrows and wonder what her comments were about. There were so many things I could have said about her whenever she was making cruel jokes, but I chose to ignore her and just let her have it. I was hoping one day she would realize how silly the whole thing was, but it only emboldened her. It also made her used to the whole dynamic of her being the bully, while I kept quiet and let her say mean things about me. At some point, I decided that I didn't want to be with my boyfriend anyway. It wasn't just my sister who was being very mean toward me, the other girls in church were pressed about it too. I decided that he wasn't worth all the hate that I was getting, so I broke up with him. Some months later, she excitedly told me that she was his new girlfriend. She said it so nonchalantly as though she had forgotten that he used to be my boyfriend. I honestly wasn't mad about it. I even hoped that she would stop picking at me. After all, he now had the guy she'd always wanted and could finally leave me alone. I was wrong. It got even worse. I don't think my sister ever believed that her boyfriend ever got over me. Perhaps he told her that he wasn't over me or behaved himself in ways that suggested that he wasn't. But my sister would work twice as hard to put me down when it was around. It was pathetic. Soon, her picking me apart didn't just stop whenever my ex was around. She started to report everything I did to my parents too. She told them I was friends with all the bad girls in school. She told them about the guys that were asking him and managed to scare my parents into homeschooling me for senior year. Despite all her hate and bullying, her relationship with her boyfriend wasn't getting any better. He cheated on her ever so frequently. When he was in college, she would ride the bus to see him on a whim. Her entire life was wrapped around making sure that no girl came close to him. She kept malice with any girl she saw speaking to him and would find dirt about them to tell the church. It was just horrible. I didn't believe it when they eventually chose a wedding date. I had thought that since her boyfriend behaved himself as though he hated her guts, he would never marry her. They got married in the church and had a baby not long after. I had just returned from college when they had their second child and was having a hard time adjusting to the rudimentary, boring lifestyle around there after I'd just left the busy life I had in college. My sister started picking on me from the first day I was in her home to say hello to my nephews. You've gained so much weight, she kept repeating. When her husband returned from work, she kept repeating the same thing to his hearing. Oh, she looks great. She was very skinny before, so the new weight creates a nice balance. 
her husband said, rocking their second son. I saw my sister's countenance change abruptly. I eventually left earlier than planned because I was very uncomfortable with the atmosphere. It saddened me that even after years, my sister hadn't changed. I started a business as a corporate event planner, so my job took me to hotels a lot. On one of the days when I was speaking with the manager of a hotel just outside the town, trying to negotiate a discount on the rooms for my client's guests, I saw someone who looked like my sister walking out of the hotel with a middle-aged man. I couldn't believe my eyes. I looked well and saw that it was indeed my sister. She was holding hands with him and there was certainly more going on there. The interesting part was that the middle-aged man was not just one of the pastors in church, but also her husband's uncle. Turns out my super judgmental sister was sleeping with her husband's uncle. Even when the facts were there for me to see, I still decided to confront her about it. She admitted to it and asked me to keep it a secret. One thing I've noticed about judgmental religious people is how they're quick to want to be in solidarity with you when they've done something bad. They don't hesitate to throw you under the bus and judge you for the things you thought. My sister didn't keep her secret. I think she just winked at me and said something like, I hope that secret's safe with you. I struggled to stay in that town and considered leaving many times, but I just couldn't bring myself to do that. I still lived with my parents, so I had to go to church and all that. One day I met a fine young man in the church. He asked me out and we started to hang out very often. He was very religious and I'd promised myself that I wouldn't marry a very religious man, but he was a different kind of religious. Not as uptight as the Christians I grew up around, but he also visited and went to church regularly and was very involved too. I invited him to dinner on a Sunday evening with my family and my sister and her husband came too. I've seen that brother in church, my sister observed. Are you two going out? Yes, I replied. The memory of the last time I told her I was seeing someone flash in my brain. You always get the good guys, the cute ones. How do you do it? She asked. It sounded serious. You have not changed one bit, I said and walked away from her. My boyfriend and I got very serious and were talking about marriage when my sister started to tell everyone about my condition. She was talking to other women in prayer groups and asking them to remember me in their prayers because I was infertile and unable to have children. One thing about church folks is they talk and gossip. News travels around as fast as light. I had no idea what had been going on, but I noticed how the older women in church would sometimes look at me in pity and tell me they were praying for me. It didn't make sense. It wasn't until my boyfriend confronted me about not telling him about my infertility issues that I understood the gestures. One of the women had praised him for standing by me despite my condition and he had quizzed her. When I was 20, I had an accident and the doctors worried that it would affect my reproductive system. After the surgery, the doctors confirmed to my parents that I was fine and could have children if I wanted. If I had had infertility-related issues, I would certainly have told my boyfriend. I knew who had told them. It had to be my sister, because only my family knew, and it was certainly not my old parents spreading such news about me. I simply could not understand why my sister would peddle lies against me. I had been nothing but good to her, even when she was mean to me. I decided that it was payback time. I went to the church's elders committee and told them about my sister's affair. Then I went to her husband and confessed to him too. 
My sister was a drama queen and had a way of gossiping and peddling stories while making it look like she was only being a nice, charitable person or was concerned about the safety of others or her salvation. I knew how to play the game too. I cried and told her husband that my conscience had been eating me up about it. The church, in its usual manner, called her husband's uncle and made him admit his infidelity. He was suspended as a pastor. My sister tried many times to attack me and ask me why I did that to her, but I constantly pretended to have not done it. That's what she would have done anyway. I even allowed myself to shed a tear or two and talked about how I couldn't keep living in sin. Of course, she knew that was BS and I was only using her language on her. Her lover's family forgave him and they all moved out of town to cover up the shame of his infidelity. But her husband moved out of the house and ended their marriage. I broke up with my boyfriend too. He had started to act funny after the whole gossip got to him and that was one of the reasons I decided to get my revenge on my sister. I, however, did not want someone that would hear stuff about me and just believe them right away. So I broke up with him and did something I'd always wanted to do, move out of town. I moved away and didn't look back. I became one of the lost souls, but I didn't care. To this day, my sister and I do not speak to each other. She tells other people various versions of how I ruined her marriage in her head, but I cannot be bothered. Not in- How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. In the least, 
I just think when you spend your life doing bad to other people, you really shouldn't be that surprised when you have bad coming back your way, or, you know, retaliation from people that you mistreated for no reason. That said, our next story is, stepbrother ruined my relationship with my girlfriend, so I stole his $40,000 Nike collection. The worst thing I've ever experienced in all my life was having to live with some guy from somewhere whose mom married your dad and suddenly your brothers. The dynamic is so crazy, especially when you've been the only child all your life. The worst thing is when this so-called brother is older than you and you have to do what he says for some reason. The few months where I spent with him before I decided that I was going to stay at my mom's was heck. He was a manipulative sociopath. The craziest thing was that he could do no wrong in the eyes of my dad. He saw him as a saint, and anytime I reported him for doing something wrong, my dad usually brushed it off. I was the bad egg, and I remained that way till I decided that enough was enough. But let me start at the top for context. My dad and mom had had problems for as long as I can remember. They were always fighting for one reason or the other, and it never seemed to stop. They tried everything from talking to marriage counselors to private therapists, but nothing seemed to work. It seemed that the better they got at communication, the worse they got at expressing themselves and understanding each other's feelings. Nothing seemed to work, and I, for one, thought that that was how bad my childhood could get. I mean, I couldn't picture that it could get any worse, but then it did. A few weeks before my 16th birthday, my mom announced that she was gay. I remember the events of that day so vividly. We were eating kale, salad, and chicken. I spit my orange juice across the table as the words fell from her mouth. I burst out laughing because I thought she was joking. But seeing the serious look on her face, it dawned on me that she wasn't. I expected that my dad was going to yell and they were going to have another fight that night, but they were as quiet as ever. That was the calmest I've ever seen them together. Apparently, she had already told him beforehand, and they've had the fight already. That night was just the formal announcement. But the thing is, that wasn't even the main announcement. Just when I was coming to terms with the fact that my mom was a lesbian, they dropped another bomb on me. They were getting a divorce. I mean, yeah, that should be expected after your mom just came out of the closet, but forgive me for still being shocked. They were just dropping information faster than my brain could process. The food tasted sour in my mouth immediately, and I left the dining room to puke out my guts. That is a night I can never forget. I went to sleep immediately, and I didn't come out of my room till the next morning. My parents wanted to discuss the logistics of the new living arrangement, but I didn't give them a chance. If I did, then it meant that I'd accepted that they were going to divorce. I still wanted to live in denial for as long as I could. Eventually, I had to accept the fact that they were splitting up. Dad kept the house because mom was moving away to another city. I was asked to choose who I wanted to live with, and even though I was also pissed with my dad, I chose to live with him. Worst mistake of my entire life. I was so angry with my mom because, in my mind, she did it all intentionally, and she was responsible for breaking our family apart. The agreement of the divorce said that I could visit her anytime I wanted, but I didn't talk to her for a few months after she left. My dad and I were alone for over a month. It was a really weird time because we were never close. It felt like I was living in a house with a stranger. We barely talked to each other. The only solace I got was from school. I had great friends there, Jim and Adrian. They planned my birthday a month after it passed. I couldn't celebrate my birthday during the time of my parents' divorce. The birthday party was held at Adrian's house. 
His parents were away for the weekend, and his older brother was cool with it, as long as he got some free booze and we weren't disturbing his game of Call of Duty. I knew most of the people at the party, but when I went to get a refill of my punch drink, I met a girl in the kitchen. I've never seen her before. I liked her immediately, but I couldn't walk over to her and talk to her. It was a party, I know, but I didn't have that kind of confidence. I asked Adrian who she was, and he told me that she was the cousin of some other girl in school, and she was starting junior year with us. He tried to get me to talk to her, but I was too chicken. I decided that if I was going to talk to her, it was going to be at school. We were on our summer holiday then, so I still had about a month before that had to happen. A few days after the party, my father called me in for a sit-down. He was having a friend over, and he wanted me to be on my best behavior. I didn't really think too much about it because I thought this friend of his was a guy and he was coming over to talk sports or whatever adults talked about. Imagine my surprise when the doorbell rang and I opened the door and saw a lady standing on the porch. I asked my dad who she was and he said she was just a friend. My dad was never really known for being completely upfront, so when he said that, I knew that there was something he wasn't telling me. All through dinner, I watched the exchange between my dad and this strange woman. And I knew that she wasn't just a friend as my dad had claimed. I wanted to ask him about it, but like I said before, my dad and I didn't really talk much. The lady didn't come around for a few weeks after that. I actually started to think that maybe I had misread the situation and they were truly just friends. But I was wrong. Just two weeks before we resumed for the new school year, this lady visited again. This time, she wasn't alone. She came with a boy. He looked a bit older than me and had a stupid smirk on his face. They came for dinner just like the last time. I could feel that they were about to make an earth-shattering announcement, so I decided that I wasn't going to have dinner with them. But my dad could be forceful sometimes. He told me I was going to be grounded throughout the school year if I didn't come downstairs and have dinner with all of them. I didn't have much of a choice. I went downstairs and during dinner, dad made an announcement. He and the lady had been seeing each other for a while, and the guy who came with her was her son apparently. They were moving into our house. For the second time, I spit my drink. It was apple juice this time. I thought I could never again be more shocked since the day my mom came out that she was gay, but this was another level. The craziest thing was that she was planning to move in in a few days. Not her alone, but her son also. At that moment, it felt like the walls were closing in around me and I was trapped. I had to leave the room and get some air. I stayed alone in my room for the rest of the night and didn't talk to my dad the next day. It was just too soon. Less than two months since my mom left? Really? Is that how fast people fall in love and define their relationships? I knew one of the problems mom and dad had was the fact that he was having an affair outside the relationship. I know this because mom used to call him a lying, cheating jerk all the time. She didn't have proof at the time. Maybe that's why they didn't get divorced earlier, but I knew that day at dinner that I was staring at proof. The lady, her name is Suzanne, and her son Clay moved in a few days later. At this point, I was tired of keeping quiet, so I walked up to my dad and told him how I felt about the new arrangement. I told him it didn't make any sense for his new girlfriend to move in just after mom moved out. He wasn't very pleased to hear what I had to say, but he listened nonetheless. When I was done, he explained that my stepbrother Clay, yes, he actually called him my stepbrother, was joining my school and he needed to be in for the new session. That was why they were rushing the move. When I tried to complain further, my dad accused me of being unreasonable. 
and said he was going to ground me if I couldn't get along with the progression of things. I felt so alone in that house. The only person I could talk to were my friends. They were the only ones who made me feel better. We spent the day at the town basketball court. When I came back home, they were already settled in. Clay was a senior student and I disliked him more than everyone else. He was a jerk, sure, but that wasn't the reason at first. When he started to live in our house, I found out that he was better than me at practically everything. I used to take pride in my drawing skills, but when I saw his sketches, they were on a whole nother level. Our mutual love for art was supposed to bring us together, but it drove us even further apart. Basketball was my dad's favorite sport, but I never knew how to play. I could never shoot a ball through a hoop to save my own life. It's one of the many things my dad and I didn't connect on, but Clay, he was a basketball superstar. As soon as he showed his skills with the hoop my dad installed above the garage door, nobody could keep them apart during the weekends. They talked and played together, and it felt like Clay was the son my father never had. This was why whenever he played stupid pranks on me and I told my dad, he always took his side. School was great though. We had just started the new term and just like Adrian said, the girl I met at the party had started in our grade. I worked up the courage to talk to her and we just clicked. We started to hang out around the school all the time. Eventually I asked her out on an actual date and she said yes. We started to date a short while after that. In school I try to pretend that I don't know Clay. It was easier since we had different last names, but for Clay it was as though stealing my dad wasn't enough for him. He wanted to undermine me everywhere. He started with my friends. One day out of the blue he talked to my friends, telling them I hog the toilet every morning and night because I do certain things more than seven times every day. Obviously my friends knew about him and his lies, so they didn't take him seriously. Doesn't mean they didn't make fun of me with that information. When he saw that he wasn't able to ruin the relationship I had with my friends, he moved to my girlfriend. Let's call her Monique. Monique was very impressionable, naive even. So when Clay told her that I had a lot of STDs, she believed him. It was honestly very stupid because at that point, I was still a virgin. But Clay had to be really convincing because after that time, she made me get treatment for a disease I didn't have and even after I did, she couldn't even stand me. She found it hard to hold hands with me and she wouldn't even let me kiss her. We had to break up eventually because at that rate, it was obvious that the relationship was on its last legs. It hurt because I really liked her, but in a way it was good we broke up because if she could take Clay's word for it without giving me the benefit of the doubt, then we weren't even supposed to be together in the first place. After all these happened, I decided that if my dad wasn't going to come to my rescue, I was going to do it myself. I was going to make Clay pay for all the bullying. And I was going to do it by hitting something he loves so much. His boxed Nike sneakers worth over $40,000. But first I called my mom. I told her I was tired of living with my dad and I wanted to live with her. She readily agreed and we decided that I was going to come over at the end of the term. A few days into the holiday, everything was ready. I had my bags packed and my bus ticket in my backpack. I timed my revenge to when there wasn't anyone around. Dad had gone to work, Suzanne went to a salon, and Clay went to a friend's place. I went into Clay's room and grabbed all his shoes. I dropped them into an iron bin at the backyard and set them on fire. When they were all burnt, I grabbed my bag and left the house. 
OP every single night should lay in their bed and pray to whatever they want to believe in for the luck they have for not getting any charges pressed against them? Because I almost doubt anybody in that situation when it's a kid that they're not even directly related to would hold back just because the father said, oh come on, please don't do it. OP locked out. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.